Jim Mallard here, host of the Mallard Report. Before we begin, i got to remind you the views and opinions expressed on the show are solely of those of the host and guests. Do not necessarily reflect Evergreen Podcast, Killer Podcast, any sponsors, affiliates, or anybody else. The Mallard Report is recorded live in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Home. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. And for those diehard fanatics who may have heard that I had a new intro scheduled for this week, last week, well, it's coming next week. Some smooth genius recorded the two intros together. I'm not going to name names or anything, but it just didn't work out too well. So anyways, next week, once I get the pieces pulled back apart, anyways, some fun I'm having. My guest tonight is Maya Morcott. How are you doing tonight? Good, how are you today? I can't complain too much. Um, so, Maya, go ahead and uh, tell people, give them the, uh, I like to refer to it as the Twitter bio about you, so people know who, <laughs> and then we can get in more into detail here. All right, so I'm an artist. I am a medium. I have a great-grandmother who was a medium, so I pretty much started with it in our in my lineage, in my mother's side. So it was basically like the, the females of the family seemed to have a lot of abilities, and uh, even though some of them didn't use it to a professional level, they definitely um, definitely displayed it for sure over the years. And uh, I think uh, there's some uh, viewers that are some some listeners right now that probably had similar experiences. So I'm excited to share some of those experiences with you guys tonight. Well, I'm excited because normally when somebody comes on, it's they were the the first person in the family that has the gift so yeah. that i mean that, that makes for an interesting conversation too because you know telling everybody of course i'm sure it had to be interesting for you to try to explain to some somebody that already knew what was going on though oh absolutely and i think a lot of it had to do with religion because uh, my family is very religious <laughs> so my my great my grandparents um are actually jehovah's witness and my parents are actually Jehovah's Witness as well. So I grew up in a very religious, religious family. And um, all of the things that I believed and the things that I experienced were completely, like, shut down. And, and I was told, you know, no, you, you can't talk about this stuff. You can't tell anybody. Like, it was very, like, hush-hush. And, you know, that, that didn't sit well with me because I was like, you know what? this stuff is real. And a lot of the stuff that I was experiencing, um, especially in my teenage years, um, came to the forefront. And I started doing my research on my own and learning about a lot of it on my own. And that's kind of how I started to, like, pursue a lot of the things that I was doing. But, the, I, okay, so after the initial shock and all this other stuff came out, mm -hmm. did they ever start to accept it? Your parents, that is. Um, they really, no, <laughs> no, I mean, they, 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 they seemed like they did at one point and then it, it was like they would get scared again, you know? So it's cause there's a lot of fear in, in religious or like backgrounds. And unfortunately, um, the fear kind of takes over for people that are, uh, steeped deep in religion. So, um, I, unfortunately, I, I wish I could say that it was the opposite, but, um, they haven't been accepting and it is a very hard, um, a hard way to live, but they are, they realize that, you know, it's, it's not something that's ever going to stop for me. And, um, I think that, you know, me being, um, adamant about it and me pursuing and, and being and accepting myself, I think it, it's, it boils down to an acceptance of yourself and recognizing what you're able to do and when the, the help that you're able to help people with, I mean, that's that's huge. Like the things that you're able to bring people, like the closure that you're able to bring people, it's it's not like nothing else. So take we're going to we're bouncing back again uh, mm -hmm. to those early days. So tell me about the first time you told somebody something. How do I put this? That she shouldn't shouldn't have known or was totally because I, 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 there are moments where I'll just say blurt something out that I didn't realize was from the other side. I'll just say it. And they'll give yeah. me this, you know, horrified look, like, where did that come from? And I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, it's just something that just yeah. pops in my head and out my mouth because, well, that's how I work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you, you kind of, 
you you kind of have no choice <laughs> you know you you kind of have to like just like make them dive in you know you kind of push them into the pool so to speak and it's it's the only way to really um open people up to it because they people sometimes have to be shocked in order to believe and uh a lot of times that's something that i noticed in my family is like they they need that shock factor in order to um start to believe me and the belief in itself is kind of scary for them but you know it they they do believe they for sure they do believe but it's just a matter of they don't they don't want me to be doing it <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's hard you know but at the same time um i i put i keep pushing on and realizing you know like this is this is something I'm passionate about and I, I love the other side. Like I love everything having to do with the paranormal and you know, um, the people that are in it too. It's just, it's so much fun. And some of the places we go to the locations and just, there's so much history and so much like depth in, in um, every location steeped in every, like any place you touch, you know, it's like, there's so much there. And um, and I think that's like that's the beauty of it is is um, it's it's almost poetic to think about like the things that you experience as a medium. So uh, I'm just going to ask this. Normally, this is one of the last you know last few questions I ask because it kind of gets into a little rapid fire, so I could control the ending of the show. But I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to ask you this now because I don't know why, but here we are. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And you kind of mentioned all these places. Is there some anywhere in the world? Willy Wonka style ticket, right? Because that's what I can do here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you yeah. want to investigate? Oh my gosh, there's there's so many. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a really hard one to answer. Okay, okay. There's... Well, throw a few out there. I mean, it's a Willy Wonka ticket, so we can go anywhere yeah. you want, really. Um, I would love to to investigate some of the castles that are out there. I mean, I don't know in particular like where, but there are definitely like some castles I would love to go to and. I mean, even even the south of France, like the south of France, I would love to go to just because it's just so peaceful. And there's also such a religious history to it. And even though I I have such a um, such a such a um, tumultuous relationship (laughs) with um, with religion, per se, I also love religion. And I believe that so much of um, the history of it is seeped in um everything we do as mediums you know it's the power of belief it's the power of um prayer it's the power of faith you know the more you have all of that the more things start to happen around you the miracles happen so i feel like all of that is connected so you can't you can't have one without the other you know you can't hate religion and be doing this you have to actually be um really open to so much to truly understand the people that you're going to be connecting with and also the spirits that you're going to be connecting with, you know? And unfortunately, this is where it gets fun, right? Because I'm going to do mm-hmm. the intertwined hands, right? Because from science to religion, there's this intertwining and we're on one side of that. And of course, there's another side that I haven't quite figured out what the makes of the other circle part of it, but yeah, because you can't beat all, well, People think you can be all science or all believer, but the good people, the people who have a sense in their head are somewhere in the middle, and uh, that's where it gets fun. Now, I, I have a, a follower on Twitter who uh, sent me this question this week, and you mentioned the south of France, and their question to me was, would you rather go to the Vatican and investigate or go to Mars? Oh, definitely the Vatican. Oh, I, I knew that. I mean... I've long had this long-standing belief that I'm not going to Mars until I have indoor plumbing. Yeah. I mean, I I love the toilet. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to go on a an adventure that far away. If I want to go get lost in the woods, I'll go get lost in the woods. And you know, like exactly. No, what's what's amazing about the Vatican, and this is something that that the viewers can actually Google if you want to Google this. There is a statue at the Vatican of the pineal gland. So the pineal gland that's in our brain, it's basically the seat of the, they say the seat of the soul, the seat of where all of mediumship and all of the abilities that are hidden from the world reside in the pineal gland. And if that is the case, 
it would make so much sense that they revere that statue so much. That is wild. Now, I have a wild yeah. one for you, and this is going to smooth our transition to something we talked about before the show. Ready for this? A couple yeah. of years ago, the Pope said he had baptized aliens, hmm. which doesn't, which made me go, really? I mean, so he's not denying the presence of them because you know how I work, yeah. skeptical and conspiratorial. Well, he's he's kind of admitting that, yeah, if they show up, I'll do it. Not, no, no, we're not talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You know what? It, nothing would surprise me at this point because I, I feel like there's so much that we really are not aware of behind the scenes that you just, you really don't know. I mean, it, it could be anything going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. I mean, they, they have a, who was it? There was one of the presidents. There's lots of the presidents were actually um, in the past uh, connected with the aliens and connected with alien communication. Actually, so, I wish I could remember which, which provident or former Soviet Republic it was, but one of them over there, their, their president had seen UFOs and was on the record wholeheartedly about it. Yeah. I know Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt did have a, a lot of experience with that, and Sagamore Hill supposedly had a uh, alien visit visitation at some point, and it, it's in the records. It's in I don't know the Pentagon files. <laughs> they have it all there. Which is wild. Okay, so now you have a yeah. I don't want to say wild theory, but I haven't heard it before, so I guess that kind of qualifies it as that, right? Yeah. So about angels and aliens. So go ahead and lay it on me. Yeah, I know. I really, I really feel like, okay. So over the years, I've had so many experiences with angels and miracles and them guiding me to things that I would ask for them to guide me to. Like if I'm trying to look for something that's lost, I would call on Archangel Michael, Uriel, Gabriel, Raphael, the, the main archangels. And I would ask them to guide me to what it is I'm trying to find. And sure enough, I mean, they'll tell me the exact box underneath the four boxes that are sitting at the left side of the room. Like, it's like they know exactly where to guide you. And it's it's really amazing because I've also had um, police show up where, where I most needed um, some type of security at some points. And it's it's... It's really, truly a miracle, I think, that we're, we're watched and we're guided and we don't realize, like, how much protection we have until you realize it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, until you experience it, you don't know how protected you are. So when people feel, like, all this anxiety in the world and so much going on in the world right now and, you know, we don't have, we're not going to get into it, but here's the thing you're always protected for as much as you believe you are. So if you believe you're protected by angels, you sure enough will be protected by the angels. And it's, it's that power of belief and faith that causes, it calls them. It literally calls those like alien spirits, so to speak. Like I, I do believe that they might be aliens. <laughs> I know that sounds a little Woo woo. <laughs> that's okay. That's what we do around here. So it's not. Yeah. I, mean... yeah. I, I do believe that, that aliens and angels go hand in hand. And we don't have to fear aliens at all. I think that there are actually aliens that are really protective and are watching over us and making sure that we're on the right track. So, uh, Kat Ward wants me to ask you here from the chat room, waving hello to all those fun people. Um, do people have to ask for protection? Yes. Okay. Now the follow-up question, the easy follow-up question, you know what it is, right? How do yeah. people do that? Yeah. Well, as long as you are setting the intention, because the, the power of intention is where it begins. So if you're setting the intention that you're asking for a form of protection wherever you go or wherever you are being guided to, then that's what you're going to get. Because the intention is part of the recipe. So think about a recipe when you're about to cook something. You're not going to have the manifestation of something unless you put together the intention and you speak it aloud and 
you move in the direction of that intention. So it, this, this all actually goes along with, um, I'm, I'm very deep into like Jewish Kabbalah. So Jewish Kabbalah, um, it's all about manifesting things as if they're already there. So if you already believe that you're protected wherever you go, you really don't need to call on protection all the time because you have that inner knowing, right? Yeah, and is that why yeah. some, I, some people carry the the items so they have that visual touch tactical memory or sensation of it too? Yeah, exactly. You can feel it. You can definitely sense it for sure. And um, I know for me, it's almost like a, a warmth. You, you feel like a warmth come over you, almost like a warm blanket. And it's like you can sense that they're there just protecting you. Um, I know um, some people can also feel like a breeze, like a soft breeze that will sometimes be manifested. Um, another thing that some people feel, sometimes sometimes you'll hear a voice. You might hear a voice. It's possible. Obviously, if you're hearing a lot of voices, you have to see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're if you hear like a maybe like a one word voice, maybe leading you in the right direction, it's sometimes spirit, you know, so it's it's discernment. You want to use your your discernment when it comes to uh, hearing things. So, wow, I, I just wrote a whole bunch of things down. I just wrote something else down. So we're going to be spinning out of this part of the conversation for a while here. That's good. Yeah. Though. OK. So next question, follow up question is, are there bad aliens, though? Um, there's only bad aliens to the extent that you believe in them. So if a person believes in bad aliens or is doing a lot of research online about negative entities or negative spirits, what tends to happen is the mind can actually move into the fourth dimension and you can actually start to manifest the, the spirits of that part of that, of that selective group so to speak so what you want to do is try to focus on the positive ones the positive like the arturians you know some people believe in the arturians some people believe in uh the palladians you know there's um there's a lot of like higher energy higher level aliens um and then there's also angels of course the archangels so if you keep your mind and your focus on the positive good uh, beings, good entities, uh, those are the only ones you're going to attract. And it, the same goes for spirit investigations. So if a, if a person goes into an investigation worrying about, um, you know, scary things or, or, or possession even, um, they can be vulnerable to attack. And that's the truth. I mean, I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So what people want to do is is really focus on good things. And it, it really depends on your focus because your focus is your consciousness. Your consciousness ties into the fourth dimension. There's several different dimensions that we tap into depending on our consciousness and where where your mind is at that moment. So for example, if if you're drinking a lot of coffee, <laughs> Coffee can take you into um, levels above the crown chakra and it can take you out of your consciousness and it can keep you ungrounded. And a lot of times um, people, when they're ungrounded, can start chasing spirals of like conspiracies and things like that. And one of the most important things and of many of the viewers and many of the listeners know this is you want to keep yourself grounded as much as possible when you're dealing with any of this stuff, when you're dealing with any of the paranormal, when you're, um, when you're communicating with spirit, you always want to try to be grounded and um, as close to the earth as possible because it can take you into spirals. Like it, the key is not to go into the spirals because once you do that, you can, you can go down rabbit holes. And that can get dangerous. Yeah, very. And quickly, too. Okay, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Now, a little bit of story time here for me. I normally don't tell too many stories on here, but we're crossing that bridge tonight. 
Yeah. Bad, bad pun because I'm from north of Pittsburgh. Anyways. Uh, oh, boy. The hate, mail, the hate mail is coming in. Three, two, one. Okay. Anyways. Um, mm-hmm. On the back of my laptop right now, I have the word set the intention, which just blows me up because you were talking about it earlier. Yeah. And then you talked about finding whatever you're looking for in that fourth box down. Now, I have a story for you that's the opposite of that, though. Okay. Ready for this? Yeah. Uh, we were getting ready to move into a new rental house, so we were painting, right? And I got mm-hmm. home from work and put, I used to wear a hat all the time. So in the hat went wallet, keys, phone, you know, all together, like I, yeah. you know, do all the time. Definitely. Even, even still, just so I can keep it all together. Yeah. Even though I don't wear the hat as much. Okay. Put it on top of the refrigerator because I was painting in the kitchen. Safe place for me because, you know, I'm, te- I'm I'm not the best painter in the world. So somewhere up out of the way. Time to go, right? Because it's getting dark because yeah. we didn't have the electric on yet. Go mm-hmm. to grab the hat. Key or wallet, phone. Keys weren't in the hat. I went. Okay. Now, I remember putting them in there because, you know, my wife's like, yeah, you put them in there because you put, you know, like it just became, she, you know, this thing. And she's like, they were in there. Yeah. And I said, well, they're not. And well, you know, this house is empty because we're painting and haven't moved in yet. I'm like, where are they at? Hmm. They were in the freezer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I went, I don't remember you opening that. And she says, I didn't. And why would I just put your keys in there? Yeah. Not the other stuff to goof on you. And I said, I don't know. Yeah. And there they That's were. But I'm like, there was a few minutes there where I'm like, well, maybe I threw them down behind it. So I pulled it out. Yeah. Nope. And she's like, you put them all together and then you put the hat up there anyways. I'm like, well, you know, so, you know. And then I opened it and I went, well, that... It's interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. That's funny. <laughs> so, let's, which, what you, we were talking about, you kind of dabbled in it, or dabbled. Jeez, there yeah. comes more hate mail. Um, we kind of already talked about um, the feeling when you feel it and trying to decipher when it's actually a good spirit or something else that's going on. How, you want to go back through that a little bit? Because I think there's a lot going on there that we need to yeah. address because. It's, you, as you mentioned, it's something that people ask a lot about, but nobody ever yeah. really has a solid answer on. Definitely. Um, a lot of it also uh, boils down to feeling in your body. So as a medium, something that happens when a spirit tries to communicate with me or is trying to go into, kind of go bring me into a trance state, um, when that happens, I start to feel it in the middle of my stomach. So it's almost like a fluttering, like almost like a butterfly feeling. And that's that's just my own experience of it. Um, some people might have different experiences, but something that I noticed is that it can literally make you nauseous. So if a spirit is becoming overwhelming and causing you to become nauseous, usually that's a spirit that's going to be too much for you. So what that can mean is that the spirit is trying to bring you into um, mediumship trance. All right. And a lot of people aren't like familiar with that and they don't have the ability to um, to handle that. And I don't I personally I don't like doing that either because I feel like I I don't want to give full custody of my brain and my body to, to another spirit. I, I want to have some level of control. And in order to have some level of control, you have to be able to recognize when, what you're feeling in your body. So it's important to take inventory. Like if you're feeling something in your stomach, you want to um, get make sure to go eat something or get a drink or... Make yourself as comfortable as possible so that whatever you're feeling in your body kind of goes away in, of its own accord, right? But if that doesn't happen, it's important to get away from whatever it is that you're maybe around or experiencing. Um, it's always a good idea to uh, call on, I, I call on Archangel Michael. Whenever um, I feel like something like that, that I feel like I can't handle, I call on Archangel Michael. 
three times, three times the power of three. And I say in Jesus Christ's name. Now, not many people will resonate with that, but then some will. So I say in Jesus Christ's name and, you know, it seems to clear away the energy. So that's what I do. But um, everyone has a different way about it of making sure to cleanse the energy around you. Because as mediums, we, we have a predisposition of pulling in magnetic energy. And uh, the magnetism that happens around us, it actually happens above people's heads. People don't know that. Um, it's, it's actually, um, I've read some scientific studies that go into how people with PTSD, people that have a severe PTSD or CPTSD, um, have more electromagnetic fields actually above their heads. So I do think that there's definitely a connection between electromagnetic fields and the presence of electromagnetic fields and spirit energy. That's, that's interesting. I never heard that one before, so that's, a, mm-hmm. that's, that's good. Um, how do you know it's Michael and not someone else or someone or something else, I guess? Probably more likely the case. Trust. Trust. Now, do you... How do I... It is, it is kind of some blind faith going on. There is some blind faith going on. There, Honestly, you don't know for sure. I, I guess I, this is the best way to, to put the question. Obviously, you don't want to cry wolf like the boy who cried wolf in that story, right? Yeah, absolutely. But there has to be, on some level, you have to do it once just to see the reaction, right? Before you know it, right? Does that make sense to you? I, I, it does make sense. But at the same time, you don't want to test. Because when when you test, if you test spirit, a lot of times they'll give you what you're testing. You know what I mean? Because right. you're, 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 it depends on what your, once again, what your intention is. It all it all begins with the intention. So if you're setting the intention of of um, trying to, to to say something when actually wanting something else, or trying to find out whether something is real or not, um, you're manipulating the energy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm gonna yeah. I'm guessing you've learned this the hard way about testing them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you don't, you don't, it's, they, I, I've learned that more on paranormal investigations, to be honest, than personally. It's, it's more on paranormal investigations. You, you want to make sure that you're um, keeping your, keeping your focus on them being the best spirits possible okay. and thinking the best of them. Cause who, who doesn't, who, okay. Like us as humans, we want people to think the best of us, right? Right. And we want and we want to think the best of people that we're communicating with. The same goes for spirits. If you're thinking that they're going to do harm to you, then they're like, "Oh, well, why not?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's kind of how they are. So it's like if if you if you want them to do the best and like be the best for you and be your adversary, you're you're absolutely going to want to think the best of them. Okay, so I have a bunch of questions, but first, let's let's do this now because I look at the clock and we're halfway through the show. Yeah. And I know if I don't do this now, I'll probably forget and we'll be out of time. So um, give me th- your website and how people can contact you because, like I said, I know for sure we're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff here and it's just going to fly by. Um, they can email me at mayamarcot at gmail.com. Or find you on Twitter like I did. Or find me on Twitter, yes. <laughs> and we also have a website uh, for the Temple of Metaphysical Science. And that is in Long Island, in New York. And they have a service on Sunday mornings at 10.30 in the morning. And Wednesday evenings at 7.30. And they're all through Zoom. So anyone can join from around the world. And the website for that is T T as in Tom, M as in Mary, S as in Sam, L as in Long, I as in Indigo, 
tmsli.org. So tmsli.org. And you can just sign in and just learn about develop all kinds of development and mediumship. And it's just, it's a lot of really interesting topics that come up. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a lot of interesting topics that come up. I'm sure. Yeah. Because, as we're dealing with them tonight. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> here, here, here's, here's what I scribbled down before I ask you that. Cause I knew, like I said, this is going to get us going here again. Yeah. Uh, paranormal investigating versus doing a mediumship reading. Okay. Like from, you know, like say we were going to schedule one or whatever. Yeah. What's give me some, I mean, obviously there's differences. But yeah, absolutely. Throw some stuff out there and we'll just pass through. <laughs> Wait, what, what which, what, which one is easier for you? I guess we'll start there. Um, well, honestly, both of them are the same amount of energy. So it really depends on, on the person that's the, on, it depends on who's, who's looking for what. So if someone wants a reading, wants a mediumship reading, um, I pretty much read whoever comes through. So I can't ever tell someone, oh, I'm going to communicate with your mother or I'm going to, you know, um, I'm going to connect with so-and-so. Because what happens is I might get that person's uncle who was really into sports you know what I mean? And like who really wanted to communicate with, with him or her. So it's like I, I can't pull in whoever comes through. Like the, who, like anyone who wants to come through is going to come through. And the person that's usually going to connect to me the most is the person that is has a lot of similarities to me on a pers- on a character level. Does that make sense? Yeah. So take the Knicks and the under. Oh, wait, never mind. Um, <laughs> but is, okay, so when you're doing, let's, let's go the other direction. When you're doing a a house, a paranormal investigating, mm-hmm. is, now see, this is where it gets tricky because there's the people you're, the people in the house, right? And then there's the people in the house that have been there forever. And they yeah. may or may not be connected to the people that are there. Yeah. I'm glad you followed that because that was kind of confusing to say, but I, I no, knew what I was saying. But I... It's so funny because I, I actually wanted you to ask me that. Um, I was thinking of actually that exact question because a lot of people think that spirits and, and ghosts are connected to the house or the location. And in reality, it's not usually the case. It's actually the people that live there or people that frequent that home that are the ones that the, the spirits are following. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. the people move out is what you're yeah. saying. Mhm. Which is which is good because other I mean otherwise you could end up with a house full of people unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. As bad as that sounds. Um here's a oh, that's a fun question. Now we're shifting gears again. Have you come across anyone who does black uh, or did black magic or any of that other fun stuff that you had to deal with? Yes. So it's interesting. Um, the more that you, the more that you resist something, we, we, we all know that expression, what you resist persists, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting that the more I resisted, uh, satanic cults and like satanic like people that were into satanism the more I would bump into them and have conversations with them about about what they did and the kinds of things that they were into and it's it's really interesting because um, I did I did come across um, while I was friends with an old friend of mine um, it turned out that one of his friend one of his close friends was a satanist and he told me blatantly, straight out, he was like, I don't sacrifice any animals. I don't sacrifice children. We don't we don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> oh, dang. No. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's really like a lot of people are really disappointed to hear that, like, a, a lot of the stuff they do is, like, completely different from what they expect. And um, it's interesting because a lot of the the philosophies in um, Satanism 
and some of the um, the darker magic type of stuff actually does go back to energy work. And if you if you even read up on energy work and creating a white ball of protection, you know, like visualization, visualization itself, like just imagining things is in essence the base of dark magic. And a lot of people don't know that. And see, the thing is, if you're using it in or for good, you're using your visualization practices for good, then you're on the right track. And that's something that people need to realize is it all, it all is connected. All of it is connected. Um, I'm not going to lie to you and say, you know, it's, it's completely not anything near what we do, you know, as, as paranormal investigators or mediums. But like when you're visualizing anything, when you're imagining anything, you're creating something in your mind. So you can actually create something in your mind and send that thought to somebody. That's in essence black magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you think of it that way, you can actually do the opposite and you can send people good thoughts where say like say you know someone that's sick. For example, and you want to make them better. Imagine them the healthiest you've ever imagined them to be. Imagine them healthy. Imagine them, you know, jumping around and, and, and off of the crutches and out of the wheelchair and doing things like that. Because when you do that, you send them that thought form and you're actually creating the possibility of miracles. So we all have the ability to send people positive energy and positive thoughts. It's all a matter of um, just really just trying to make yourself happy, make yourself, bring yourself to a good place because once you're in a good place, then you, then you change the world around you, right? So as long as you can try to do good for yourself, I mean, you, it creates a ripple effect for everybody. I'm going to kick myself for not remembering this guy's name, but he's, he was on probably, oh, God, eight years ago. And mm -hmm. he was probably the first person that talked to me about attentions and mindset and, you know, all it was kind of all this stuff. Yeah. And then it, I was really skeptical. And he says, I've got something I want you to try. Just try it for a few weeks and let me know. Mm -hmm. He says, every time you go in a parking lot, ask for the best parking space that you can find. Yeah. And whatever you know, don't don't have any expectation or any you know just 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 ask for it a few different times. Just play along with me. In the first time, sure enough, there was a great you know great I mean absolutely great space, right? And I'm like, oh, that, that's coincidence. And then the next time, it wasn't as good, but it was still pretty good, especially <laughs> at Walmart. You know how it is, you know, you're yeah. swimming around all these people. And I'm like, oh, you know. And then about by the fifth time, it was like, oh. Like and there was no more stress in the parking lot. It was just like, oh yeah, I, I know I'm going to get something fairly good. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you know, that was it was weird. And then yeah. you start believing, and you go, oh well, if it works for that, what else can it work for? And you try exactly. You know, exactly. We we are basically like homing pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, we're like we have this ability in our pineal gland to move in the direction of the very thing that we most want. But you have to visualize it, you know, like like the listeners right now, like if you if you think about like, I mean, I, I know this is a controversial person to, to mention, but Michael Jackson, he he was a huge visualizer. He loved to visualize things and that was how he manifested so much of what he had. You know, so it's like it's when you visualize what it is that you want. You visualize the crowd of people, like, you know, um, whatever it is that you, you want for your business, your career, your anything. You, you visualize it and you pretend it's on the way. You act as if 
and you 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 go about your business who who would you be if that thing was going to show up next week you know what what direction would you take that day in order for all of those steps to fall into place cuz that's how it works it's every everything starts to fall into place like a domino effect now you mentioned visualizing things, and I looked over at my notes that I scribbled down to talk to you about. And the first, well, actually, it's funny because it was the first word, and then it's the fifth thing I wrote down, which is weird because I wrote it down twice on my notes, and I haven't mentioned it yet, mm-hmm. which is weird. But you mentioned visualization that, and that froze up the word art. Yes, yeah. I, I seen that you had some that you have done. Now, obviously, that's a form of visualization, but obviously, it's a creative outlet as well, which has to help. But yeah. I don't even know where I'm going with that. So finish my thought because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's interesting because the art kind of chooses me. <laughs> I'm not the one that chooses my subjects. My my art pretty much chooses me. Like the the portraits that I do, and um, I've I've literally gotten tapped on the shoulder by a former slave who wanted me to draw a portrait of her. Her name was Sarah Goodger. And you can look her up. She's she's actually in the Civil War narrative archives. And she was, I believe, 93 when she died. And I did a portrait of her. And literally, it must have taken me all of about 10 minutes to do this portrait. And it looks like it was one that was done in like three hours. So things like that will happen for mediums, that's a, that's another thing is like um, sometimes if you have like some type of talent or something that you do, whether it's art, whether it's music, um, whether it's singing, uh, you can actually use that to go super fast. And uh, it, I guess it's um, like automatic writing, kind of like automatic writing where um, I'll do a portrait and I can do it super fast and get the exact likeness of a person in that portrait. So that's something that I've been able to do. And that's kind of um, what I mean when I say that sometimes the portraits choose me. <laughs> are, are you sure you just didn't have a time slip though? It's what? Are you sure you didn't have a time slip where it felt like 30 minutes and it actually was three hours? <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> I've had those where I, I, I actually legitimately woke up one day and thought, boy, it was a nice nap. And I looked at my clock and it was two minutes later. Right? It's like a matrix glitch or something. Because sometimes that, that does happen. It feels, it's it's amazing how time sometimes doesn't exist. And it really are, doesn't. And there are other times you wake up and go, did I sleep for the whole day? Is it- yeah, <laughs> like, I know. No, that's true. Very true. So, I, I okay, again, Twitter being my fun fact fun thing yeah. because that's where I, I, I love to be. I also noticed that you were posting some tarot card readings. Yes. So go ahead. Tell me a little bit about reading tarot cards because I know just enough to be in trouble about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tarot cards. Okay. So tarot, the, the, it's really pronounced tarot. So gonna, well, there, use... there, there's your first clue that I know just okay. enough to be in trouble about okay. it. It's totally okay. <laughs> I, I love to say tarot cards too because like that's just the way I pronounce it normally. But like it, the real pronunciation is tarot for those out there that that are um, you know very particular. <laughs> um, the the thing with tar- tarot cards is that you really want to. Um, it's it's kind of like a translator. So it's almost like using a a translation app. It, it's really like cuz what what tarot is giving you, it's giving you imagery, it's giving you storylines. It's giving you um the ability to see more deeply into situations. So when people have uh questions that might garner a deeper answer that's when i'll turn to the cards because the cards can give you some really intense deep readings that go really into the psyche and into um sometimes what you don't even realize uh you need to know so i feel like i feel like um that was something that was helpful for the daily readings. I feel like um, people need 
empowerment right now. Yeah. And, and people need to be uplifted. And I feel like anything that I can do to uplift people and help them to become empowered in their own lives, that's my goal, you know? Boy, I hate, you know, I'm great at this, right? I can't remember the guy's name, but he sent me, <laughs> that's twice tonight that I, I, I was going to name drop and I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He he did he drew the artwork on a couple decks and he sent me one or sent me a couple decks and before the show because you know that's part of the jig he says pick one and you know pick a card and tell me what you think so yeah. I, you know I shuffle them and flip the card over and you know they come with books to tell you what they mean and he's like no don't don't bother with that just look at the card and tell me what it means yeah and I spewed off a whole bunch of stuff and he I heard copy and paste going on in the background and he up on my Skype pops he's like. That's pretty good. Pretty close without even having a clue. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> like, That's cool. He's yeah. like, so apparently the artwork on the card gave you that. And I went, well, something did. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you I, I do, I do get that you are very intuitive and you, you have a tendency. You're very, um, you, if you wanted to do the mediumship, you could. <laughs> you know, you're not the first person to tell me that. Yeah. So, you know, you definitely, it doesn't surprise me for, for you to say that, for sure. Of course, my favorite joke is I'm a 2X, so I can't be a medium. <laughs> so, oh, oh, well, this will be a good one here. So you've been, you know, you were doing the, we're going back in time again. See, we're, yeah. I told you we're going to cycle through this. So you, you developed these skills. When was the first time you went on a paranormal investigation? And how did you stumble into that realm? Um, I have a friend, my friend Caesar. He's <laughs> he's actually really, really um, he's an enthusiast for sure um, of the paranormal, and he he really was the one that started taking me on all these investigations and um, really having me go into the history of a lot of these locations. And I think that's what drew me in was that you know there's so much history and there's such interesting people that show up you know when you go to these different locations you get to meet them as a medium you get to meet them and they do talk in the evps so a lot of times when we take evps electronic voice phenomenon of of the spirits they will answer our questions and you know they 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 show up so, you know, there have there have been quite a few places here in Long Island where um, the activity has been pretty, uh, pretty intense. And um, I have noticed that a lot of the activity is is also very, very strong in hospitals, hospitals and also um, old, obviously old buildings. Old buildings tend to um, have a lot of spirit activity and. I can usually feel it as soon as I walk into a place. And then later on, I find out, oh, that place is pretty haunted. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> I definitely felt something while I was in there. But, okay, now let's roll the tape back, though. Earlier, we were talking about people leaving the houses, so the house is going to get full. Why are hospitals so active? Hospitals, because there's so much emotion that that goes on in them. You know, whether it's people that are grieving or people that are about to leave their bodies, you know, there there's a lot of intense emotions. Any, anywhere where there's intense emotions, that's going to have a lot of spirit activity. So the flip side of that coin is obviously graveyard cemeteries then because there's yeah hardly any emotion. Well, I mean, I don't want to say any there, emotion, but... It, it depends. I mean, definitely if there's a lot of people visiting the grave there's definitely going to be more activity because just because of the amount of energy that's going to be expended there. Cause it all has to do with energy. The more energy is, is around a place, the more energy is going to be fed into the location. So you've, you've mentioned Long Island twice now and I can't, you know, go without getting one of us in trouble. Uh, what do you think about that famous medium from there that has a TV show? Oh, she's she. I like her. No, she's good. Oh, I was hoping that'd go the other direction. Big <laughs> sound bite. No. 
Yeah, no, she's good. She's she. I feel like I feel like she has her her following, you know, and and her people. And um, it's a tif- it's a different demographic from what I would per se have. You know what I mean? Like she's she's got a lot of like the housewives and like the people that are like in families and you know like I I feel like I would get like more of the rebellious crowd. <laughs> You and yeah. me both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it really depends on the person, you know. It's 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 totally like different demographic for sure. Well, but I like her. I think she's cool. I had I had the um I almost had the Ron Burgundy moment. I'm going to do it anyways. I'm just going to just throw that Ron Burgundy reference in there so you understand. Cuz you know, I have this chat room going in front of me and I almost just read the next question that popped up because I was I was busy laughing about this whole medium thing that I was trying to get a big war started, but it didn't work. <laughs> and the next question that popped up was, have people communicated with dinosaurs? No. <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> and, I, and I went, I'm glad I stopped to read. I'm like, because oh, sometimes, you know, it's just, it works yeah. well. And sometimes it goes, oh. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I mean, I'm sure if you're a dinosaur whisperer. <laughs> well, I, I guess the question is, would you know if you did, though? Because, like, if you hear, like, a... a a dog or a cat you, yeah. you know what that is well that's what i mean i think i think there are people that are you know they have the ability to communicate with animals of any kind so i think it really depends on the person you know can you communicate with them i wouldn't say you could not in this life no i guess my question is has there been too much too much of a gap between people that would remember you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like the dead languages. Like, if somebody started talking, I don't know, some one of those old languages that nobody knows anymore, nobody yeah. would understand it. Nobody would pay attention to it. It just fade away. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, I actually had a woman in one of my paranormal investigations recently. It was at a cemetery. There was a woman who was talking in this in this really old tribal uh, language. And I, I got the impression that she was one of the Iwa. She was actually of the tribe known as the Iwa. And it was one of the first peoples that was on the earth. And so it's really interesting that you mentioned it. Um, but I was communicating with her. And they're very warlike. They're not, they're not friendly people normally. But because they, they're, they're, um, they're very survivalist people. And so they're they're all about like just survival and war and um, they're they're sh- they, they sound like they're shouting all the time. <laughs> and so when she was communicating with me through the through the one uh, in the investigation, um, she was kind of shouting, and but she was with me. She was friendly, which was interesting. So I guess like she just felt like I wasn't I wasn't gonna hurt her. <laughs> Who knows? And she was able to communicate. So it was kind of cool. And for the record, we cleaned that up with maybe all the loud bangs on investigations are dinosaurs, not demons. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You're not going to tell I me they're know. raccoons and squirrels oh. and, and. All right. We'll say they're dinosaurs. They're dinosaurs. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Well, I rather I rather they be dinosaurs than demons. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Because I, know, I, I think demons are way too popular in this field. Yeah, that's true. What do you think of Prince? Prince the artist. Yeah, Prince the artist, the form, formerly known as Prince. What am I supposed to think about him? <laughs> I mean, he's a very talented musician. Uh, no, a the bit, reason, a the bit reason, off. Okay, the reason why I ask is because he did. Uh, communicate with me one time when I was going to the Temple of Metaphysical Science and he was sitting in a pink suit and he was in my passenger seat. Okay. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because how do you know for sure that it's actually the person that you're communicating with? Um, How do you know it's that and you're not just crazy? Yeah, that's a good question. So I went to... I went to the Temple of Metaphysical Science that day, and the reverend, who was in the front at the podium, he turns to me, 
and he this is like during the read it they did they did um a message circle later on in the day but like before the message circle they did like a sermon right and he turns to me in the audience and he says he points at me and he says there's someone standing next to you and i smiled and i was like don't tell me do, do not tell me he's going to say Prince right now. And he's like, Prince is standing right next to you. And I was like, no freaking way. He said, Prince and David Bowie, they're both standing next to you. And I was like, literally, like my jaw like dropped to the floor because I was just like, this is so cool. You know, how does that happen where you you're literally talking to him in the car having a conversation with him and then you get there and then the the reverend says oh he's standing right next to you so what'd you talk about <laughs> he actually was was talking to me about his family and he was asking me questions about my family and like we were having a conversation about um about the religion because he he also was in the jehovah's witnesses prince mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. And so he was asking me about, like, how I felt and, like, what it was like. Like, he was also, he, he had, like, a a liking to me because I guess I looked like one of his ex-girlfriends. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but that's what he said. Well, he every, said I, everything sounds crazy the first time you hear it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said I looked like, I, I don't know if it was Apollonia or, like, one of those, but, like, one of the ex-girlfriends... I, I, I supposedly looked like so he took a liking to me and he that's why he was like I guess talking to me and uh, yeah that was interesting he was wearing a pink suit I'll never forget it he had a carnation in his suit <laughs> I mean it sounds I mean it sounds like something he'd wear for sure yeah mm-hmm yeah so it was really cool I mean things like that you just you you can't you can't like it's it's just you can't make this up. <laughs> It's like amazing. I was gonna say I, I I don't know if I've ever come across anybody famous. That'd be cool though. Yeah, right. Yeah, you just you have no idea. Like sometimes, like like people the people that you would never expect. I mean, I've also talked to Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla is another one who seemed to like gravitate to me. I guess because I was so deep into frequencies and like sound healing and all of that stuff. But he definitely came to me a few times that's shocking oh wait that was bad yeah that was really bad i'm sorry no that was okay. a dad joke right there if i ever heard that's one. okay <laughs> <laughs> we like shocking shocking is fun i'll be here all week oh no i won't uh, <laughs> so we've got a we've got about a minute left so yeah anything else you want to throw out there to the world before we end this bad boy i think i think just be yourself. Be yourself and have fun. And and do things that make you happy. And you know what? You're you're going to come into your own and, and develop on your own as you just be yourself. And so many of you out there are so talented. And I think that um, some of us just need an outlet for it. And like I said, go to those services that I mentioned earlier. Because some of those will help you develop and get to where you want to be well Maya I thank you for uh, joining me this evening and playing along earlier as I had to reschedule and all the fun stuff but it worked out well yeah absolutely thank you for having me have a good night you too <laughs> as we run out of time <laughs> ah! <laughs> there we go I, I, I hope you all appreciated tonight's show as much as I did and um, yeah next week new intro I promise I hope I can't believe I messed it up. But, you know, there we go. One day at a time, right? So, hey, I just want you all to be safe out there this week. I've got a foot of snow coming in this direction, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I'm losing my voice, it sounds like, right now, which is a good time for me to lose it. Um, but we'll talk next week. It's the Mallard Report. Yeah, the Mallard thank you for joining us it's been a good show tonight i hope you enjoyed it take a few moments subscribe share all the fun stuff you know how to do it i don't have to tell you just uh, be ready for next week 
It'll be sooner than you think. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Kearns, and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far, we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons, and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.